now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the The Derriers, coming to you like we do just about every week from inside our little rambling Rosie here, Uh and uh, picking up music along the way in the ditches and the highways and the byways and uh, putting up here on the radio show. That's right. That's what we do. It's just there for the taking. It is. It's like uh, tumbleweeds are everywhere. That's true. That's right. And, you know, people ask us, they say... Derriers. Exactly what is Americana music? And that's a fair question. It is. We've given it considerable thought and deliberation. Uh And uh, what do we come up with, Rod? Well, you know, we we believe that it's music with distinctive Distinctive American American roots. roots. And having said that, that's a big that's a big pile of music, oh, right? Yeah, there. Oh it, yeah, you know it could it could be uh, you know numerous kinds of music. It could be Zydeco. <laughs> You're gonna start off with Zydeco. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going the back part of the album. Okay, well I'll, I'll see your Zydeco and raise your ragtime. How's that? <laughs> it could be honky tonk. <laughs> it could be barbershop. It could be Tin Pan Alley. It could be rumba, show tunes, bubblegum, uh, heavy metal, swing. And you know what else it could be? It could be. Boogaloo. Boogaloo! And it has been. And it has been at least a couple of times. On at least show. a couple of times, yes. And the format of this show is that uh, each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's correct. And uh, we parse them out one at a time, and uh, we take turns starting the show. And Leo, I started last week, so it's your turn. I'm going to talk about a, a guy named Bruce Chanel. Uh, and the reason you probably, I mean, he, don't, he doesn't ring a bell right off the, off the no. bat. He's nope. one-hit wonder, basically. Okay. Uh, but uh, the reason I chose him is because something we did last week or the week before, we were talking about Delbert McClinton. Yeah, last week. Last week. Mm-hmm. And we had a thing that we featured with him and Tanya Tucker, you know, mm-hmm. and we talked about how he got started. Well, his first big break uh, came in 1962 when he played harmonica uh, on this uh, this Bruce Chanel number. The hit, it got way up there. I think it went to number one on the American charts. It's a song called Hey Baby in 1962. And the thing about this, this thing, you know, one hit wonders are always kind of fascinating to me because of where, how they got to where they were, you know, and, and how they come, they didn't go further. Right. Uh, in his, in Delbert's, I mean, in, in Chanel, Bruce Chanel's uh, case, uh, he performed originally for uh, the radio program Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Hayride. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and did Big real deal. well there. And then uh, he, uh, he wrote uh, Hey Baby with Margaret Cobb in 1959. And he actually performed the song for two years before recording it. You oh, know? wow. He just kept playing it and finally said, you know, really ought to record that song. It's a pretty good song. <laughs> He's lucky nobody else stole <laughs> it. Right. It's true. And it was originally issued on a, uh, a, a label called La Cam. You never heard of that one either. Okay. I haven't. But uh, as it started to sell well, it was acquired for distribution by Smash Records, which was a, a subsidiary of Mercury. Oh, okay. Who keeps coming up? Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, the song went to number one in the U.S. in March of 1962 and held that position for three weeks. But he had four more singles on the Hot Billboard 100, and none of them was really, you know, 
did. But there's one more cool tie-in here. Uh, he toured Europe and was assisted at one gig by a member of the Beatles. Seriously? Yeah, who were not a big t- a big thing yet then, right? Sure. Uh, John Lennon, who had Hey Baby, the, the 45, on his own personal jukebox. Okay. Uh, he was fascinated by uh, Delbert McClinton's harmonica sound on there. Okay. And so the, 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 the tradition or the rumor was that he, uh, Lennon, uh, learned all these licks from McClinton. But he, but he polished them, you know. After that, yeah. so you're gonna hit the first thing you're gonna hear is uh, Delbert McClinton playing harmonica on this song. Awesome! So from 1962, this is Bruce Chanel, and it's called "Hey Baby." <laughs> And the harmonica segment in this song, Hey Baby, uh, had, uh, was inspi- it inspired John Lennon's playing on the Beatles' first single in 1962 called Love Me Do. Yeah, I remember that. So that's where that inspiration okay. came from. All cool. right, and now you know the rest of the story. Roger, it's your turn. Um, okay, I talked, I believe, last week about a collection I found called um, Americana uh, Bands Under the Radar. Yeah, Americana yeah, I remember, for uh, Hipsters. Yep, I remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was one uh, track on there that just stood out to me, and it, it's just a uh, it's a classic sound. And, and I'm going to ask you to help me identify it. I think maybe Motown got horns in it and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. Um, I really liked it, and it's by a guy named Sam Silva. I had a heck of a time finding anything about him. Uh, But I I did find a review, finally, and it it talked about, he said, uh, Sam Silva 
uh, comes from the musically fertile city of Austin, Texas, which we well, know that. We know that, yeah. Uh, though he grew up in Houston, he said he was raised listening to Bob Marley, Led Zeppelin, George Strait, and John Lee Hooker. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's that'll, a mix. That'll twist you up right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and he's, it says a little of all four come out on the new CD, which is marked by good quality writing and arranging. Um, it says uh, It says the music remains straightforward despite its interesting mixture of stylistic influences with, for example, a reggae beat and a mandolin in the same song. Oh, really? <laughs> now, that's not the song we're going to play, but it okay. is pretty cool. Uh, but it says, uh, this is kind of a cool quote. It says, um, eclecticism, that's a word, yeah. c- comes in degrees. Some artists choose to mix styles with wild abandon. Sam Silva take, takes the approach of creating good time, intelligent music that plays well live and adds some stylistic spice. Well, you finally found some stuff on I him. I did. I did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was a nice review. Yeah. So, uh, and I actually found the uh, album that it came from. It's called "And the People Say." It was from 2013. Um, and this features uh, Jason Isbell on it also. Oh, oh cool. So Sal- Sam Silva doing "Excuse Me While I Break My Own Heart." <laughs> Thank you. 
easy in the mind If the rain falls down on your Mississippi town Let your eye drift in the mind You're on the road some sort of joke to you Is that some sort of joke to you Well excuse me if I break my own heart tonight cool i we were talking about it while it was playing and, yep. and you asked me you know what and uh, i think we kind of came to an agreement there's there's definitely a lot of motown motown and that's and i was I, I immediately flashed on the uh, soundtrack from the big chill right it had a lot yeah. of that it, maybe some muscle shoals kind yeah of maybe feel. some muscle the horns are big yeah 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 and, and that's what drew me to it was just the overall feel Boy, it's, yeah it's, it's a, cool it's, it really is that's a good yeah. sound Okay, Leo, I think it's back to you. It's, this is a, we got a twofer coming here. Oh, boy. All right. And it's uh, two, two uh, musicians who are kind of represented, unrepresented. They should be represented more in okay. what, what we've done. Underrepresented. Underrepresented. Maybe. Thank you very much. I'll help you out with the heart. I, I, I appreciate that yeah. thing. Uh, first of all, Staple Singers. Yeah. Okay. And Marty Stewart. Okay. Okay, and here's the deal. I, I wanted to talk about uh, the Staple Singers anyway because of the, the wonderful history they have. Uh, but um, my first impulse was to they, they recorded a song uh, that was made famous by the band, uh, written by uh, Robbie Robertson, right? Uh, called "The Weight." Sure. All right. Well, they recorded that a number of times uh, on their own, but they also teamed up with other players and, and recorded the song with them. Okay. And one of which was Marty Stewart. Uh, but there's so much history with the Staple Singers; it's hard to just do it, you know, in a nutshell. Uh, except that um, the, uh, the the family, you know, they were from down south. They ended up going to Chicago, and um, the uh, pops worked as a in the slaughterhouses and then as a machinist while the kids grew up enough to start singing. And then as they got better and they formed their band, they they started doing the gospel thing, and they signed their prof- uh, first professional contract in 1952. All right. And from that point on, man, you know, they just kept on and going, kept on going. They deserve a show of their own. Uh, Marty Stewart was born in Philadelphia, Mississippi in 1958, and uh, he learned to play guitar and mandolin as a child, and by the age of 12, he had joined a gospel band called the Sullivans. And now to get a little of this, he, he went on from there, he met uh, Roland White, you know, yeah. famous mandolin player, right? Uh, and he was at that time a mem- member of Lester Flatt's uh, backing band. And Roland invited Stewart to perform with uh, Lester Flatt at a concert in Delaware in 1972, and boom. He got hired, nice. just like to be a regular member of the band. Oh, cool! And uh, then he went on with that. He he started. He worked with Vassar Clements and Doc Watson and Johnny Cash. And I mean, he and we got to see him recently. Yeah, when we a, were down in Nashville. We were down in Nashville, yeah. and he put on a hell of a show. Sure enough. So Still. so this is a great combination. Marty Stewart working with stable singers. Uh, it was recorded in 1994, and it's their version of a song uh, that was originally made famous by the band called "The Weight." Nazareth 
past dead I just need some place Where I can lay my head Hey mister can you tell me Where a man might find a bed He just grinned and shook my hand And knows all he said Take a load off Annie Take a load for free Like I said, they they recorded that song uh, with a lot of people, but I think you just mentioned that that act, that recording actually originated on the Marty Stewart side. Yes, yeah, it's part yep. of a compilation thing that he did. Yeah, so, 
Yeah. Well, hey, oh, well, look at the time. Uh, yeah, we're out of time we for are. this segment. Uh, and, of course, now uh, tomorrow's moving day. It's of always moving day on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, or Saturday or, or whatever Saturday it is. or Monday or yeah. Wednesday. It's someday it's always moving day. <laughs> it's always moving day. Yeah. Once a week. Uh, I guess it is Sunday. Boy, yeah, I kind of lost track there. Yeah, I know. Flying yeah. ties. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, so, uh, we got to go out and police the area. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact. And you got to uh, go air out that tire. And you got to go air out uh, that you gotta, tire. I it's gotta, your turn. I got to go get my stuff. Yeah. So okay. uh, go get your outfit put on. Don't make fun of my outfit. Yeah, okay. you know, I think I think you ought to put on everything with that outfit uh, plus the Carmen Miranda hat. Ooh, <laughs> listen, I can see it. I go on, can do, and, and you will in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and we'll see if we survive it. Yes, uh, this is the Americana Road Show. We'll be right back here on Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Okay. Well, we're back. Nothing bad happened. That's good. But I had the shivers and the shakes, but I okay. got that tire aired up. Okay. How low was it? Three pounds. Three pounds. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Kind of expected to be in okay. there. Okay. I was really hoping the thing was going to heal itself, but it's just... You know, if you wanted to put a new tire on there, you would probably never have to put that silly outfit but on again. But if you wanted to put a new tire on there, I wouldn't have to put the thing in. <laughs> okay. That's, we're not going to win that no, one. one. That's that's a moot point. Yeah. I think we are back to you here. Well, I we are, that but, last you know, but first... Oh, uh, yeah. Let's... Let, we all, Yes. Yeah. A, we have some business to talk we do. about. We do. We're yeah. broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in McPherson, Kansas. I was surprised when it's, the dart landed there. Yeah, it's close to where we grew it's up out in central Kansas. Really close. In mm-hmm. fact, it's real close to where you went to got an advanced education. Uh, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bethany College Beth- there in Lindsborg, Kansas. Lindsborg, which is just north of McPherson, mm-hmm. a few just miles. Just a little bit, there. yeah. But the, the thing is, you know, I must have driven through that town a million times and never really thought about it. You know, Dad and the truck drivers used to call it the City of Lights. Well, that's because uh, a long time ago they put in this incredible lighting system. They that did main, main uh, drag, and you come over the horizon, you know, go through McPherson, and you can see it for ten right. miles either way. Yep. It's well, pre- there were a lot of uh, refineries there. They would go there to pick up fuel. Well, and that's okay. part of the how the city got you know became to be established the way it was. Oh yeah, it was established in the um, in the eighteen eighties. And the guy, uh, it was named after a guy named uh, uh, General James Birdseye McPherson okay. from the Civil War. And, uh, but the city itself was founded in 1872 uh, by 12 members of an organization they called uh, McPherson Town Company. Okay. Right? And they were making a pitch to be the state capital. All right. Basically, and they didn't get that. But anyway, they, they gave it the best go they could. And in 1888, uh, the community was the uh, at the uh, junction of four railroad lines. Wow! So there was a bunch of commerce coming through there, and uh, all, there was a and this is where the refinery comes in, because okay. Dad, you know, was a truck driver, right? And he used to go there to you know pick get, up fuel, pick up fuel, and take it back to the local gas stations around where we grew up. Uh, but the uh, in, in the 1930s, that refinery uh, sponsored a, a basketball team. Oh, really? And they were called the McPherson Globe Refiners. <laughs> okay, not good look. No, wait a minute. They were best known for their tall centers, right? Okay. They had a guy named uh, Joe Fortenberry. He was six feet, eight inches tall. Wow. And another guy named Willard Schmidt, who was even taller. He was like six, nine. Wow. And their fast break style of play. That was the coach kind of invented this thing. 
They were, they were billed as the tallest team in the world. <laughs> and the refiners often held their opponents to like low, low scores because they were doing a thing which has recently been branded goaltending. Oh, right. So it didn't matter where these guys shut the ball from. They just juked them in the air and knock it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they were killing everybody. So uh, anyway, they, uh, they, they ended up going uh, to uh, the Olympics early on. And, uh, you know, that's kind of between the refiners themselves and the refinery. There you go. That's wow. McPherson all over the place. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, there, there he is. is. Exactly. Why is it that you travel all over this great country of ours and that old RV and stay at Shady Grove RV Park? It's not like we have anything else to do. We don't I have mean, anything to do. No, yeah. I mean, you know, so, we just drive around. You and, know, unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA who have these things called ranches, ranches yeah. you know, and they, mm-hmm. they do their shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. Uh, right. Of course, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yes. Uh, Allen Bailey, the Swinging Gate Ranch out in western Kansas. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of course, Orrin Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Right. And, you know, we used to say, well, gosh, it should be nice if we had a ranch. We'd like a ranch. We'd like to have a ranch. Right. And our pal Suzanne said, you know, you guys... You've got the entire continental United States. You've got the biggest ranch of all. You it, could say we have a ranch without, without fences. fences. Yes. And we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose. Why you... Ah, uh, Rambling Rose. Mosey gets us there. She does. Yeah. She does at that. She hasn't let us down yet. Not yet. Yeah. Knock right. on wood. That's okay. right. Okay. Okay. I, I think, let's see, we're, oh, it's your turn, right? It is. Uh, okay. You've got a weird look on your face. Uh, okay. Now, um, I have to give credit to our pal, Jason. Jason. Jason is like, he's like our own personal Dr. Demento. Kind and of. he's bad influence. Oh, he has. In a really good the, way. Uh, the most eclectic uh, uh, yeah. taste in music. He does. And I'm going to tell you, this one is going to be hands down the weirdest thing we've ever read on the mm. show you put some pretty weird stuff out there i, I have uh, some of it uh, influenced by jason uh, yes that's true and um this it's gonna take me longer to talk about this guy than the song is it's okay. a pretty short song all right the guy's name was norman carl odom but he was known professionally as the legendary stardust cowboy <laughs> I, have you I ever like heard of story. this guy nope i had not either nope. he was born september 5th 1947 in lubbock texas and he is considered one of the pioneers of the genre that became to be known as psychobilly okay, in the okay. 1960s. Hey, who knew? So Odom was interested in space travel from early childhood, recalling that at kindergarten age, he used to look at the moon and tell himself that someday man will go to the moon. As a teenager, he combined his interest in outer space and the American West to create the name Stardust Cowboy. <laughs> okay. Adding the word legendary because I'm a legend in my own time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going down. No, we are going down I a, could, a whirlpool here. I can see the golden path opening up here. Now, the fact that the initials legendary stardust cowboy, LSD, referred to a popular drug at the time was coincidental. He claims to have adopted the name in 1961 before the drug was popularized. Okay, yeah. But you're going to wonder. Uh-huh. Um, he took up music in high school as a means toward popularity and impressing girls. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> you're still trying. Still trying. And uh, inspired by Chet Atkins, he learned guitar, which is questionable, and also taught himself to play the bugle. 
Which is questionable. No, no, that, not good on dates. Well, once you hear it. Okay. After high school, he briefly attended college, majoring in electronics. But while in college, he had the idea of writing a wild song that would captivate everybody. <laughs> this, this led to his writing a song called Paralyzed, which is, we're going to listen to this. Okay. Which he performed at local talent contests. He recorded Paralyzed in 1968 in what was apparently a moment of spare time in a recording studio in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> He played Dobro and Bugle while T Bone Burnett. Wait, wait, wait. Dobro and Bugle, not at the same time. Bugle, okay, okay, yeah. While T Bone Burnett played drums, the track features is it's just unbelievable. It features unintelligible snarls, growls, and similar vocalisms, surrounded by frantic strumming on acoustic guitar. (laughs) Burnett's equally frantic (laughs) frantic drumming and occasional slurred yelps of the song's title, paralyzed. The exact words that are uttered change with each performance and are occasionally somewhat unintelligible. Actually, they're always unintelligible. The story's main storyline centers around Odom's unrequited love for a real-life, beautiful cheerleader from Lubbock. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, so I, I got to go through this. It it's just gets it's amazing. Okay, Five hundred copies of the single were initially pressed and were released on his own Psycho Suave label, but it gained some regional popularity and was picked up by Mercury Records. Oh, Mercury keeps okay. going up. Yep, um, and uh, it it earned uh, the ledge. Which is his what fans call him the ledge. Uh, the ledge. I don't know why. I don't either. An appearance on NBC's Rowan and Martin's Laugh In Comedy. Remember the Laugh In? Oh, okay? I do. This might be a marriage made in heaven right there. And and uh, he performed Paralyzed and its B side, "Who's Knocking on My Door." During the latter song, the Laugh In cast began, began cavorting and clowning around him. <laughs> I'm going to put this on my website. Oh, Jason's, you found the video? He sent me the link to it. Oh man. Um, and. And he got mad, and he ran off the set because <laughs> he was serious, you know. And um, so it wasn't part of the deal. So the song also made an appearance on the Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon during the show's "Do Not Play" sketch. Remember, he does this thing where yeah. "Do Not Play" these songs. Uh-huh. Now listen to this. In 1973, NASA used the song to wake up members of its space crew. <sighs> The crew was allegedly so distracted from the shock over the course of the day that NASA forbade the use of the song for that purpose ever again. <laughs> so the legendary Stardust Cowboy oh. was effectively banned from space. He's been banned. Oh, man. So there's one more, one more interesting thing. Okay. Um, he, uh, he did another song called I Thought About You, and it was covered by longtime fan David Bowie. Oh, really? On his Heathen album. And uh, Odom, who was basically oblivious to Bowie's fandom of his work, returned the compliment by recording his version of Space Oddity. <laughs> and, uh, but Bowie said that the stir- term Stardust in Ziggy Stardust is taken from the legendary Stardust oh, album. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. And, and uh, somebody said, well, where did you discover him? And he said, when I first joined Mercury Records in the late 60s, he was one of the only other artists that they had, and they gave me his entire catalog, which at the time was three singles. <laughs> he said, I immediately fell in love with his music. Well, actually, the idea of his music is the music itself wasn't too recognizable as being such. <laughs> so, 
Buckle in. If you're driving and listen to this, you might want to pull over. Pull over, okay. I'll give you a warning. So this is the legendary Stardust Cowboy from 1968 doing Paralyzed. Jason, thank you, I think. I, I, I think I've set a new low bar. Yeah, yeah you've set a new low bar. We, it's gonna, we're going to have to duck way down to get underneath that. Where in the world? It's a, I mean, I could see. You didn't tell me it was a love song. Well, sorry. I, I had to figure you that out for myself. Out for yourself, yeah. I might be. I, I, I'm going to post that laugh-in performance on our website. Uh, okay, fine. And I might, if I can find, I did find the lyrics just in case people want to like read along. <laughs> oh, Leo, get us out of this, please. Oh man, there's nowhere I can go here. Um, well, actually, anywhere is up. Anywhere is up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So let me see if I can uh, get in here. We talked before on this show uh, about a tour that Bob Dylan put together back in the 70s. The Rolling Thunder Review. Rolling Thunder Review, yeah. 75 and 76. We attended that. We did. The, we, uh, in 1976, we mm-hmm. went to see it down just down the road from McPherson. In Wichita. In Wichita, Kansas. At Henry Levitt Arena, Henry I believe, Levitt Arena, right, right on campus. And uh, we've talked about that. We dis- we determined that Joan Baez was there, Kinky Friedman, Roger McGuinn, you know. It was a great concert. Well, the previous year, uh, in 1975 in December, uh, they put on one of those concerts at Madison Square Garden. And at that, um, at that performance, 
they did a duet that is uh, pretty incredible. And there's a couple of things I like about it. First of all, Bob Dylan and Joan Baez, two iconic musicians. You just, you know, what can I say about them? You know, there's, there's so much about that. But they had this kind of a thing for one another for a long time. Okay. And um, so there is actually video of this performance where they sang it together. But they sang a duet uh, that um, was written by Johnny Ace. Okay. All right. Yeah, we talked about Johnny We've Ace. We've talked about Johnny mm-hmm. Ace before. And um, I've got the. I'm going to feature Johnny's recording of it maybe at another time. But for now, I'm going to feature this live recording by Bob Dylan and Joe Baez of a song uh, called Never Let Me Go. Just let me love you tonight. Forget about tomorrow. My darling, let me hold you tight. And never let me go. lovely, wasn't it? That's nice. It's such a contrast to that, whatever that was you played a little bit ago. What the hell was that? I have no idea. Wow. So, so I I have posted um, the la- uh, Rona Martin's Laugh-In okay. with him on it. All right. And I think I might post the lyrics just in case somebody wants to read along. I'm going to tell you something. What? I'm going to wait till we're done here <laughs> before I go check that out. Okay. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm already severely crippled at- <laughs> Hey, I've been living with this for a week. Oh, man. I haven't been sleeping well. I think you and Jason need to have a timeout. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> so, um, hey, uh, you know, it's it's a, we got to get out of here for a little bit. We got some apologizing to do. This is the time we go yeah. on our apologetic beer run. Now, listen, I hate giving away the good beer. I no. mean, it's expensive. Did you? I got, I got some. You got something? Uh-huh. And if we, if we can sell it as well as they're selling it, I think oh. we can pull it off. Okay. Okay, give it a listen. All right. Refreshing, move 
Move up to quality refreshing Move up to Schlitz refreshing Move up to quality refreshing Move up to Schlitz Move up to Schlitz Move up to Schlitz You know, that's, w- that's what we do. I wouldn't want to behind uh, be behind us when we're backing up. No, no, we don't. We don't have a clue. We're, we don't have a clue, going. but we do have a beeper. Yeah, it goes like this: beep, beep, beep. If they don't know to get the hell out of the way, <laughs> they should. That's not my problem. That's true. Okay, I want to look at Rosie. They should know. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> that's right. If you can tell, she's got a lot of stickers on her lately. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Have you been put bumper stickers on the um, on Rosie? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll find out. Well, this is the part of the show where we uh, we just get right down and beg, beg we people. Beg, yeah, yeah, we beg people to go to our websites. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something. If you've never been to our website before, you have to go look at the legendary spa- uh, Stardust yeah, Cowboy on the lap. I'm, I'm afraid so. Yeah, got to go do that. And yeah. I I think I might even put, put the lyrics on there. They may take up too much space. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm still a little shell-shocked here. You should be, and, okay. uh, as I am too, but I'm uh-huh. handling it better than you. Apparently. Uh, so uh, the the website for this show is thederrieres.com. And please we implore you. write the whole thing. Yeah, do not forget the. The. It's a tiny word, but if you forget it... You will never forget it again. That's right. You will be scarred. Yeah, right. you will. Right. So do that. And of course, uh, the website for the band well, is... Well, that's threetrailswest.com with the number three in it. Mm-hmm. And you go there, we the news about where we're playing and stuff, and uh, CDs and mm-hmm. stickers and all kinds of fun stuff in there. So. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, if you go to either website, uh, you will find a lot of content. content. Yes. And we're pretty sure if you take the time to look at it, you will be... Contented, contented, but there's so much. You could become confused, confused. in which case you should just contact, contact us, us and we'll help you we'll dig it out. Yeah, there's contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get right to us with our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederrieres.com. Hey, you know, the other thing is if you go to thederrieres.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and you can listen to or download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. Preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yeah, yes, and if you want to know how that's done, uh, check out our uh, our opening page. Check out our buddy Jim Farrell sporting one nicely. He's sporting, mm-hmm. he's sporting one. And uh, you know, as uh, oh, you know where else you can find our show? <laughs> Whereabouts? Roger Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah, just go there and search for Americana Road Show, and uh, all of our past episodes are there. As, and, and if we keep up with this kind of material that you've been posting today, we may uh, need a help desk. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a yeah. crisis intervention. Yeah, we might. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You know, as our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without the, the derriers. We appreciate that. All right. Let's see, Roger. As crazy as that last set was, uh-huh. I, I believe I kind of maybe got us out there. So I you, believe it's you, your turn. You, Yeah, you you brought us back. And, uh, and I'm going to keep us there. Uh, our pal Katie. Okay. Uh, turned me on to a guy by the name uh, Sean McConnell. Okay. I'd never heard of him before, but uh, really has a great voice. Um, he's from uh, Massachusetts uh, originally. He had 
two folk singers who were his parents. Okay. And uh, they moved to Georgia when he was 11 years old. And uh, when they moved there, he started playing guitar and writing songs. And uh, he released his debut album on his own label in 2000 when he was 15 years old. Wow. And went on to self-issue five more full-length and three EPs between uh, 2003 and 14. Wow. So busy, right? Yeah. So at the same time, he entered into a publishing deal with Warner Chapel, writing songs, listen to this, for people such as Meatloaf, Tim McGraw, Martina McBride, Buddy Miller, David Nall, Rascal Flatts, Jason Castro, <laughs> Scotty McCreary, Jimmy Wayne, Phil Stacy, Brothers Osborne, Plain White Tees, Eli Ewing and Brad Paisley. Wow. And he even wrote songs for the television show Nashville. How old was he when he was in all this? Oh, I don't know. Probably young. not even 20. I hate that. I know. I do. Anyway, he signed with Rounder Robbins and 20 uh, Records, Rounder Records in 2016. Uh, which was the first time that he released an album that was not of his own revolution. Wow. And I actually went and listened to that, and it's it's nice. You know, you wonder, is it going to change completely? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and they, of course, Rounder's pretty cool about yeah, that they kind are. of stuff. But this is uh, actually a tune uh, off an album that Katie recommended, and I like it a lot. It's uh, The album is called The B-Side Sessions from 2014. Sean McConnell doing Bottom of the Sea. and tired living on the surface and in between the lines I'm going down to the bottom of the sea until I found the deepest part of me and if I drown at least I know that I died free searching for my Sleeping in the blue I'll fight them all bandits Screaming I ain't scared of you Cause there's nothing stronger Than a heart that's fighting for the truth So hold your nose Cannonball Someone let me through I'm going down Still know that I 
Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bad. I like that. Thank you, Katie, for that. Uh, yeah. He's a good one. She's a real hound dog when she goes out looking for music, isn't she? She just has great taste she in does. music. She really does. Okay, Leo, it's back to you. I went and kind of took a cursory look back at our playlist, and I didn't see that we've ever actually featured anything by Woody Guthrie. I, I think maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, but but it's, at this point, I don't care because I want to do this song anyway. Well, it's worth it, even if we have. He was uh, he, he passed away in 1967 of Huntington's disease. But during his lifetime, he was like probably the foremost um, innovator in the emerging uh, folk scene, right? Oh, yeah. And, and this is a guy that had, he never wrote a song by accident. I mean, when he wrote a song, he wrote it for a reason. And there was a message in it, right? Yep. And uh, and this includes um, his his big hit, "This Land Is Your Land." Now, what I didn't realize is that his reason uh, was uh, it was reactionary, because um, this land was written in response to the song um, called uh, "God Bless America." Okay. Now, the reason is is that "God Bless America" is a song that's uh, called uh, American American exceptionalism. Which is a concept. Uh, it's the idea that the United States is inherently different from other nations, and its proponents argue that the values, political system, and historical development of the U.S. are unique in in history. Okay. Often with the implication that the country is both de- destined and entitled uh, to play a distinct and positive role on the world stage. Well. Excuse me, but Woody Guthrie said, no, that's not quite right. I mean, this this land is not just your land. I mean, just because you say it is, it belongs to everybody. Right. And so he came out with this song, This Land is Your Land. So now you know the backstory there. That's interesting. He, well, like I say, he didn't write anything by, by accident. And I, I did find one recording. It's the only one I could find where he and Arlo are singing the song together. Oh wow! And I, I, you don't hear that very often. No, you don't. So this is a this is a famous song that we all know by Woody Guthrie and Arlo Guthrie, and it was recorded. Uh, hmm, you know what? I'm not even sure. It was sometime in the late '60s, or well, you know, he passed away in '67, so it had to be before yeah. that. Anyway, uh, Arlo Guthrie and Woody Guthrie, this land is your land. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From the California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went a walk in that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps. Sparkling sands of her diamond desert All around me a voice was sounding This land was made for you and me When the sun comes shining and I was strolling And the wheat fields waving And the dust clouds rolling The voice was chanting As the fog was lifting this land was made for you and me This land is your land And this land is my land From 
from California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went walking, I saw a sign there, and on the sign it said no trespassing, but on the other side it didn't say nothing. That sign was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. In the shadows of the steeple, I saw my people. In the relief office, I saw my people As they stood hungry, I stood there asking Is this land really made for you and me? Nobody living can ever stop me As I go walking Freedom Highway, nobody living can make me turn back. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest. You don't have that many recordings out there of Woody and Arlo yeah. singing together, so I kind of like that. That was now, nice, Leo. Listen, I have done everything I can to ground us back to reality here. Yeah. Since that piece of nonsense you pulled off in the second It was segment Jason's there. fault. I'm it's just Jason's saying. fault, you know. He's a bad influence. He is a bad influence. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you have done a nice job, and I think we ought to just get on out of here while we're still you know, maybe, have yeah, our feet on the ground. We do. We, okay. we have our reputation to think about. No, what well, I want to say, another, we, yeah, our reputation not sucks. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? we got to figure out where we're going. Oh, that's true. That's true. So let's see. Um, I threw the dart last time, so I'll get the map. Okay. okay it's way on the back. Yeah. Leave my hat alone. Okay. You got it? Okay. Let me put it up here. Oh, boy. All right. It's on the wall. Yeah, it is. Okay. you got to go get the dart. Oh, that's right. Spoon it's drawer. Two. Two. Spoon drawer. It's one okay. back here. Be careful. Be careful. Okay. All right. Here it is. I got, right. it. I got it. I got it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. All right, I'm ready to go. Clean, cleansing breath. <sighs> okay. Okay, get in the circle. I'm in the circle. Uh, here we go. One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, east. East and uh, south. South a little bit, yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky. Grayson, Kentucky. Oh, Grayson. wait a minute. Is that where... That, that's where Batman's Batman from. Batman lives. Yeah, Bruce Grayson. Bruce Grayson, yes. Oh, well, anyway. Nah. Uh, okay, well, let's get out of here while we can. <laughs> really... And uh, next week it'll be better, I promise. We'll fresh start. <laughs> We're just going to forget <laughs> this happened at all. All right. All right. Well, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Trucker's, Trucker's Radio, Radio USA. USA.
And we apologize for everything. <laughs> Remember to look out behind you. It's, it's the Darius. Darius.